Welcome to the Mystic Access Podcast, where the magic is in learning. Hello, everybody, and Happy New Year. It's 2018, and this is the Mystic Access Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Kim. And I'm Lisa. And we have a few short demos and some discussions to do this year. So the beginning of this year, we have announcements of our upcoming class for January 2018. And as we are all still nicely motivated for the new year, (laughs) we decided to do a class on helping you to keep everything straight in terms of what you're going to be doing over the course of this burgeoning new year. So we're having a class on calendars and date keeping and record keeping of that sort and lots of innovative strategies and goodies to assist you in that way. So we'll be talking about everything from creating your own calendar system to virtual assistant calendars to online calendars to braille calendar. We have just so much to talk about. It's going to be fun. It will be. And this class is going to be earlier in the month because we want to get to you while the new year is still fresh and And while you're still keeping those New Year's resolutions. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. So this class will take place January 11th, which is a Thursday. And for more information, specifics, please do remember to subscribe to our MA Teleseminars list. And you can find that from the main page of mysticaccess.com. Absolutely. And we'll put a link in the show notes for you as well. But that's our first free class of this new year, and we're excited to bring it to you. Speaking of free classes, the way that we distribute our free classes has changed. And you will find on our webpage at the free downloads link a category called Teleclass Recordings. All future and past Teleclass Recordings will be on that page. So if you miss the announcement that the class is up, on the teleseminars list. You miss it for whatever reason. You're going through your thousands of emails over the year or whatever. Just remember to go to mysticaccess.com slash free dash downloads and check out the teleclass recordings category. And this, of course, bars any strange technical or Zoom complications or something that would keep us from putting up a class. But generally speaking, all of our past classes and future classes will end up there. Now, that being said, you may be tempted to say, well, why do I need to join the free teleclasses list if all the classes are going to be up in free downloads? I'll just wait and check them out later. What you miss is questions at the end of class, generally speaking, and you also miss the interaction with your fellow class participants, with us. We really have a good time. There's a whole bunch of us who hang out, generally speaking, for most class topics. And it's just a lot of fun. You get to meet new people. You get to see people who you've talked to for month to month in our classes. And it's just good fun. We really enjoy it. We enjoy interacting with one another. And really, your interaction and sharing in class and asking questions really enriches the class so much. So you really do get a lot from showing up at the live class when it is convenient for you to show up and enjoy it, which is why we offer the television seminars list for your use because it really is fun to share and share in a nice friendly atmosphere and get your feedback at your situations and your pain points and all the ways that you deal with the topic at hand so it can really just enrich the process so much having you there live 
I think also as blind people, we are good collectors. Some of us of a certain generation remember when you only got a certain number of books, a certain amount of information per yep. month. And so when you see these free downloads, it's very easy to, well, let me download this and this and this, and I'll collect the whole set. And we collect the whole set, but we don't use the whole set. It doesn't really help us. And so by actually coming, by attending, you get the information, the knowledge that we're trying to share. By all means, collect the whole set if that's what you'd like to do. But by coming to the actual classes, I find at least it's easier to learn. I'm sort of a captive audience. I think I learn just as much when I'm teaching a class as when I am participating and attending a class that Kim or Chris is doing. So we would love to have you join us. Absolutely. And just one more note about classes. When you do download them from free downloads, they are edited. Generally speaking, as I mentioned previously, the questions and answers at the end are cut. Not in every case, but in a lot of cases, you won't find those because they're just for the live participants. But we do edit the class. So we try and edit out our uhs and ums and, you know, any fumbling around thinking, where did this go in our notes or whatever. So it does help the downloads to be perhaps a little more structured than a class would be. But let's just face it, the classes are fun. So either way you join, either way you participate, we really would love to have you. And if you can come live, please do come join us. Come say hi. We'd love to talk to you. And we're real people. If you haven't figured that out from listening to the podcast. Real. It doesn't get any more real than that. So, <laughs> But we, we love to talk to you and we love to share. And many of you are customers and some of you discover us for the first time. In fact, in our last class, I think we had a couple new people. So that was a blast. It's really fun to meet new people. And we just enjoy having all of you, however long you've known about us and been part of our community. So show up and enjoy and we'll have a good time. And of course, spread the word. Absolutely. Absolutely. Please do. We do have some paid classes coming up. We have some other things coming. You know, a lot of times people will kind of do their big pushes of products and things before the holidays. Well, with classes, you don't really have time then. You might have time after the holidays when you're kind of tucked in your house in hibernation mode. And so we'll be having some free classes. We'll be having some other announcements of interesting things, which we can't disclose as of yet, but they are coming. And so the best way to keep up to date is to subscribe to our newsletter. It's right on our main page again, right on mysticaccess.com. It's very easy. There are just three boxes. It asks for your first name, your last name, your email address, and we don't spam you. We're not going to send you something every day, every whatever. We're just going to write to you when we have something that we feel is worth sharing with you. Absolutely. Generally, it's every couple weeks you'll get something from us in the holidays or around the cyber holidays particularly. We did share more goodies, but we're certainly not going to send you tons of stuff. And we try to keep them friendly and informative and not humongously long. Although I do tend to be the one who writes them. So if they get overly lengthy, it's probably my fault because sometimes I can't see the forest for the trees. (laughs) But we do try to just give you a really good amount of pertinent information and not overdo it at the same time. So we hope you'll join. You hope we'll subscribe and check out what we have to offer. And you might even find some coupons and discounts in there from time to time. So it is a advantageous thing, I think, to be a subscriber. And if you ever see one that's novel length, like War and Peace length, you'll know that Kim and I have been co-writing. Collaborating. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. That could be scary. That could be very scary. If you see, here's the news, bye. You'll know Chris wrote that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it worked. 
because we all have different personalities and similar in some things, and uh, it is quirky, but it works. Yes. You know, and after reading Kim and Lisa's War and Peace novel, I decide that it's time to go to sleep. <laughs> You're too kind. Thanks so yeah. much. You're welcome. We're and still waiting for our pizza. Yeah. <laughs> Well, hey, that was last episode. (laughs) Well, that's what I'm saying. We're still waiting. (laughs) Well, you must have. I was too busy sleeping, see? Obviously. And the reason that I'm sleeping is because I got a new arrow bed. And for those that don't know, this is a bed that you fill up with air. So if you have a guest coming over or you don't have a guest room, you know, you can pump up this bed. It takes about five minutes or so to pump up the bed and it's queen sized. So it's really, really nice, really, really comfortable. You can have it as firm as you want or as soft as you want, but it's a really, really nice bed. And I will be doing an insert and we will blow up the bed and then we'll deflate the bed. But it is a queen size bed and it fits, at least for me, in my living room. And, you know, you can have your guests come and they can just sleep in their living room. They can watch TV. They can do what they want, what have you. And uh, it's just a really comfortable it's nothing that I remember as a kid where you had this like foot pump that you'd pump up and pump up and pump up. And then when you woke up the next morning, you were on the floor because it deflated overnight. So it's not like that at all. No, they're really nice. You could mistake them easily for your regular bed. I mean, they're they're super nice. And you may have wished you had had this <clears throat> over the New Year's <laughs> celebrations. <laughs> it yeah. may have made your life a little easier, huh? But you'll yeah. have them for next New Year's. Right, exactly. I actually learned something about myself when I used one of these, and that's how type A I can be. Because when I got to the people's house where I was staying, they had already blown it up. And they said, you know, this is how you can let some of the air out. This is how you can blow it up. And so I think I spent the first half hour going, okay, I think I'd like it a little firmer. Whoa, that's way too firm. Let's go a little softer. Oh, too soft. So if you are a little type A, you might want to just... (laughs) I don't know, take a chill pill or something. But that was my biggest problem with the bed is that I couldn't find the perfect setting, I guess. It just took me a long time, but it really was very comfortable. And when my hosts finally clubbed me and knocked me out, I fell asleep. I had a good night's sleep. You're very comfortable. And you put your sheets on it, of course. Mm -hmm. It's like a regular bed. Yeah. 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 The day when Lisa and I have to room together for some event or other is going to be loads of fun because we're both so type A, it is going to be (laughs) scary. (laughs) It will be fun. Yes. Hi, everybody. I just wanted to take this time and demonstrate the arrow bed. And it is spelled capital A, lowercase E-R-O, capital B-E-D. The model of the bed is pump. R one zero three H slash R D T B V. The arrow bed is one of those beds that you might have when you have guests coming over. It is a bed that you pump up and it has air in it. And you basically sleep on a big, big block of air. The bed that I have is queen-sized, and it is elevated 16 inches above the ground. So what that means is there's no shelves or no nothing underneath it. You can't store anything underneath it, but it is lifted up. And if you're standing next to it, it is probably the exact size of a 
bed on a frame with a mattress box spring type setup. This bed is not for use outdoors. That's one thing that they say in the manual. Also, what they say in the manual is to inflate it, you want to make sure that the bed is at room temperature. So, for example, if you are coming to somebody's house and you have your bed in your trunk and it's 30 degrees below and the trunk of the car is uh, not too much warmer than that, if anything warmer than that, you want to make sure that you bring the bed in and let it get to room temperature before inflating it or that may cause issues. You could have spring leak in your bed. Also, when pumping up the bed, you want to make sure that the pump doesn't run for more than four minutes at a time because you could overheat the pump. And you're not sitting there pumping with your hand. I know at QVC, they say that it's a hand pump and it's not kind of what you're thinking. You plug it into an AC outlet and you connect the pump to the bed and you turn the pump Once the pump starts up, you can just kind of walk away. And of course, you want to monitor the bed and make sure that it's the firmness that you want and how long it takes the air to get in and and all that good stuff. I got mine about a week ago, and I used it literally for my bed for about three or four days. And it is very comfortable. I've already deflated it, and you kind of roll it up like you would a sleeping bag and you can take it and put it in a closet or you know behind a something wherever you have storage so it's not something that you would leave out all the time you can just shove it in a closet and if you want to travel with it you know in a car or whatever you can put it in the trunk or put it in the back of somebody's car or your car or whatever let me go and get the bed out of the closet And I've got the pump and the bed itself. So I just grab the bed and we'll make sure we get the pump. Both the pump and the bed have covers on their openings. And of course, you know, they say don't stick anything in the holes in the bed or in the hole cover where you you would, um, where the pump, where you, you know, where you, in the pump or the bed. To my way of thinking, the bed itself has two sides on it. And one side kind of feels like a like a clothy type of material. And I may be completely wrong, but that's what I would put towards the floor. So the, if your bed is on a hardwood floor or whatever, it won't slip or slide around. Plus, you're going to be using a sheet on your bed and you can use regular queen-sized sheets. You don't have to buy anything special and that should work out great.
So I'm going to take the bed and figure out exactly where the, the pump is, where the connection for the pump is, rather. It was easier the first time when it came out of the box, because it was nice and folded and everything like that, but we'll get it. I'm actually going to lift it up. And apologies for the microphone and the noise, but that's what happens when you do a live recording. And there is the, the pump, or the hole where the pump is. And I'm going to take the bed, kind of like a towel, I guess, and fluff it out, lay it flat. And the valve where the airflow goes into the bed is covered by a piece of plastic. You turn that piece of plastic to your left and then you can pull it away. And then you'll find what they call a button in the manual. That is the air release button. So when you're pumping it up and you remove the pump from this hole, this button, if you will, comes closed. It pushes closed and kind of keeps the air in the bed. So when you're done pumping it up, you want to take this little plastic cover and, of course, kind of line it up and turn it to the right so that your your so that you cover the hole back up just to give it a little bit more reinforcement. And this is kind of important this turning way because if you look on the the hole on the bed, there are two lips and you take those two lips and you connect the um, the pump and this other thing using those lips and you kind of so you take the you take the um, the cover and you put the cover next to the lips you know there because you can see where on each end of the little cover there's a little slot and those lips that are sticking up on the top and the bottom slide into the little slots on the the cover and that's what keeps it there and this is a little little odd to describe but we'll get there On the pump, the pump is just a little round thing, and it has a power supply coming out of it. And of course, there's one of those nice little plastic pieces of uh, paper on the cord that says, God knows what it says, probably something like, you know, your safety instructions or whatever, and I just assume leave it there because it's not hurting anything. And on the pump... You have another one of these little plastic things that just kind of covers the, the end of the pump so that when it's in storage, dirt and debris and things like that don't get into the pump. So now to connect the pump, you take, obviously you remove that one cover. First of all, you plug it in. So let me do that while I am thinking about it because 
that's kind of how you turn it on. So I'm going to plug the pump in. And they say don't keep the pump plugged in when you're not using it. I mean, it's your 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 um, standard safety instructions. When I was using the bed to sleep on, I completely disengaged the pump from the uh, from the bed. I didn't leave the pump plugged into or connected to the bed. So now this can be a little tricky. But it works nice, and you basically line the pump up with the hole. And I've pulled the bed kind of up above onto my lap a little bit so that I can get a, um, a good uh, feel for connecting this pump. And you kind of turn the pump, and it will eventually, should eventually slide into the hole. Let's see. How oh. It thinks it's connected, but it's not. Okay. So let's try this again. So you take the pump and you, you turn. Turn, turn. Now you feel it. You can actually feel it. If you just turn it around the the hole you can actually feel it drop in and it's kind of sort of connected to the to the bed now so you turn it and it is now inflating the bed and the pump is totally connected to the bed and i can feel the bed Filling up. This is very cool. And I'm going to edit some of this pumping of the bed out so it's not just this bed making noise and all that good stuff. And I can feel the bed getting harder and harder. And I'm bouncing my hand on the bed and I can feel the bed getting very, very tight. And it says in the manual that a high-pitched whine will let you know when it's done, but I'm kind of doing it on feel of the bed. So now, you take, you don't want the bed to, by mistake, completely push and push and push and push in the air, although they say it can't be done, but, you know, things would happen. So I'm going to turn this pump and it has literally disconnected from the bed. Now, there's that button that I was talking about, that kind of release button thing. If I press that, there's the air releasing from the bed, and there's enough pressure within the bed that's holding that close, but I'm gonna take that little cover thing that's permanently attached, we're gonna line up the holes 
or the, the, the sliding brackets, and then we're going to just turn it on, and there's the bed. So now we take, we take, we would take a sheet, and we have a bed that we can now sleep on. It's a full-size queen bed. You use full-size queen sheets, and it's just a very cool thing if you have guests. Like, my mother will come and spend the night sometimes, and and uh, she just kind of likes to sleep in the living room and uh, watch TV. So this way she can watch TV and she can have a bed and, and uh, be comfortable and things like that. So that's kind of how that works. Now, now that we've slept on the bed for a night, if we want to, let's deflate the bed. So you could, if you want to, take the bed and flip it up on its side and get it out of the way so you're not inflating and deflating, inflating and deflating. Again, it is a queen-size bed, so you're going to need a space for a queen-size bed. I do believe that they have other size beds as well. They have twin size and, and the queen size and things like that. So what we're going to do is we're going to kind of utilize this pump here. Now, the pump doesn't suck the air out. But the pump is going to allow us to deflate the bed. Again, we have that piece of plastic that you turn, and that's kind of the cover. And again, once that cover is off, you got your little button there. But we're not going to sit here and hold the button because we would get completely tired and bored and all that good stuff. So we're going to utilize this pump which is what I was doing the other day. So you take the pump and you kind of turn it until it... Let's see. You connect it and turn it until it really starts and then turn it back the other direction to the left. And as you can hear, the bed is deflating. And of course, the faster you, like if you start to roll it up from the other end, you can push the air out faster. But the point is that the pump is actually connected. The pump is pressing that little button that allows the air to come out. And as you can hear, the air it sounds like it's deflating, and it is deflating, and it's deflating, but I'm lazy, so, or I'm not lazy, I am more of a, let's get it done faster. So, I'm going to go over to the other side of the bed, and I'm going to put some pressure on the other side of the bed, and as you can hear, it is deflating. So the more pressure you put on the bed, of course, the faster it's going to deflate. And it's probably to the point where I can start rolling it up. So let's just kind of roll it up with a sleeping bag. And I'm just rolling it up 
and deflating the bed all at the same time. And there's there's probably much better ways to do this, but you know, this is what you do. So it takes you five minutes to set it up, five minutes to pull it down, and I think what I'm gonna do is we have the idea of how to inflate it, how to deflate it, and that we can roll it up. And of course, you know, you want to get rid of all of the air. But what I'm going to do, because it's out and it's late at night and I'm tired of playing with the bed. So I am just going to flip the pump to the on position. You know, you got to turn the whole pump. It's not a switch or a button. And I'm going to reinflate my bed and go to sleep. So, good night, everybody. So, with that aero bed that Chris just demoed for us, you need a place to plug it in. Because, obviously, it isn't one of those old-fashioned ones with foot pump, thank God. So, you really do need somewhere to put it. And how would you like to have a really convenient place to plug in all your stuff and make that one outlet that you have on the wall, you know, where everything lives? And you're like, I really need more room to plug crap in over here on this wall. That happens to me a lot because my house really does not have near enough outlets for my liking because I'm no. such a geek. Yeah. And the wall, the wall warts are the, like the bane of my existence. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because yeah, you have a power strip and one big power block or wall wart can take up like three plugs. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Well, I have a solution that will solve that problem for you. And I don't want to say more about it because I have a little surprise to share in this demo. But let's talk about it now. Listen, do you think you know what this is? Now for some more questions. Are you someone who has limited space but lots of electronics? Do you really want a simple, easy, compact, and even kind of fun way to plug all your devices in? Well, I might have the perfect solution for you. I have a surge protector called the Revolve. It was created by a female engineer in a company called 360 Electrical. That's 360-360. I bought mine from QVC as part of a set of three of these. QVC is also one of the retailers that offers them in multiple fun colors. The ones I have are mint green. <laughs> you can get winter lavender, you can get black, white. Mint green, I believe, is sold out. And I do believe that QVC exclusively sells the different colors besides, I think, just the black ones until 2018. So, by the time you hear this, you may in fact be able to get them in pretty colors from other retailers. What's really nice about these is that each one is a surge protector and it includes four outlets and two 3.4 amp USB ports. The two 3.4 amp USB ports are on top so you'll know how to properly orient this when you're about to plug it into the wall. Then there are two outlets on either side one above the other. So you can plug in four devices and then charge two USB devices as well. But, you want another really cool thing about this device? Remember this sound? Each outlet 
not including the two USBs, revolves 360 degrees. You may have been able to guess that based on the name of the company. I don't know. Maybe you guessed. If you did, great for you. So what is really cool about this is, you know those big bricks that take up so much space? Because you can rotate these outlets 360 degrees and each of the four outlets will rotate, then you have a better chance of being able to plug in even your big humongous plugs into these outlets and still have space for everything that you want to plug in. It's also nice because this is a compact unit. It's only a little over six inches high, so it's pretty compact. It plugs in with one three-prong plug actually on the unit. And there's also a screw that you can screw into your outlet itself, your wall outlet. And that can stabilize it for you as well if you wish to do that. I just plugged mine into the bottom outlet <laughs> on the wall of my two outlets and just left it in there. It seems relatively stable currently. I may eventually put that screw in. There is a screw that comes with it. It's a nice big long screw and you'll screw it in your outlet. But I found that mine is working great as it is. I love the fact that you can move these around. I love the fact that it accommodates all sorts of different sizes of plugs. And I love the fact that the USB ports charge very quickly. I also, admittedly, me being me, love the fact that you can get these in fun colors as well. So whether you want something to go with your decor or you just want something that's fun, you can do that. While I bought mine from QVC, I'm just including a link to one from Amazon for you. So please remember that if you want a pretty color, you may need to go to QVC to find them most easily. And that's qvc.com. However, by the time you listen to this, you may be able to get them from Amazon or from other places as well in pretty colors. These also include a light on the outlet to tell you whether or not your outlet is in fact grounded. So that can be handy to know. And I believe it also includes a light that will tell you if your outlet has in fact sacrificed itself. <laughs> One of the whole reasons to have a surge protector, of course, is so that your really expensive electronics, Braille displays anyone, <laughs> can be plugged in and if you get a surge or a lightning strike or what have you, they won't be sacrificed. The surge protector will sacrifice itself rather than blowing up your really expensive electronics. Those of us who rely on hardware like braille displays or embossers really understand the value of something like this. And if you don't have surge protectors in your home, please, please, whether you get these or something else, please invest in them. Those long strip outlets that have no surge protection, while they allow you to accommodate a few plugs, really aren't doing you much good otherwise. So I would definitely encourage you to consider that as well. So while you can't see these little lights that tell you when it's grounded and tell you whether or not it sacrificed itself, they are worth knowing about on the unit. When you get these, they'll also come with instructions, so they will tell you what light has what color and what it means and all that goodness. Unfortunately, I can't share that information with you because I'm not sure. <laughs> but it's good to know that it is, in fact, available. So to recap... You can use this surge protector to plug in four different plugs as well as two USB devices. Another cool thing to know is that each of these surge protectors from 360 Electrical, and they're called Revolve, comes with $150,000 of protection for your electronics. So that's really good to know as well. These also come with limited lifetime warranties from the manufacturer. So that's just a really nice piece of assurance for you when you are utilizing these. 
So whether you want to plug in your stream, your Victor stream via USB, your Echo devices, your Sonos, your Braille displays, charge your phone, charge your tablet, whatever you're doing. If you have a spouse, he or she can charge their devices as well. And you can put these all over your house if you wish. Now, when I bought these, as I said, I bought them as a set of three from QVC, and I paid about $55 with shipping and everything for them. I'm going to link to an Amazon link for you, so your price will probably vary a bit depending on how many you get and all of that. But it's great to know that they exist. I love, love, love the 360 swivel or revolve technology that these offer, and I love the little USBs on top. It makes these really convenient to get to, and just so you know, they are next to each other and they're facing horizontally. So you'll just pop your USB port in as you normally would and off they go. And of course, as I said, you can swivel your outlets around and they can be exactly as you wish them to be. So thank you so much for checking out this demo. I hope you'll find it helpful. And if you wish to buy yourself some of these, I hope you enjoy yours as much as I'm enjoying mine. And especially that you enjoy all the electronics that you are plugging in to the Revolve Surge Protector. Thanks so much for listening. I appreciate it. Have a wonderful day. When we demo these things, it's not so much like we're telling you about things that you can't figure out because obviously you can sure but our aim is these are neat things creative fun things we find on our travels and so we want to share them with you because we can't just walk down the aisle of a store and see what's there or see gadgets that other people are using and some things you hear about and some you don't and i have a demo of a little thing that i had heard about for a little while and kind of got it and kind of didn't until I got hands-on. And this may not solve huge problems for you, but it might make your life a little more convenient, a little easier. This is a device called a pop socket. Recently, I heard about a unique little device and I wanted to share it with you. It's been out for a few months, but I only became aware of it recently. It's called a pop socket, and I have one stuck to the back of my iPhone case, although they can be used in a variety of ways. Basically what it is, is a little disc with an adhesive back. So you can't very easily switch it from one device to another. Once you put it on, it's pretty much meant to stay there, although it is a nice strong adhesive. The disc is about as big as a 50 cent piece or a silver dollar, maybe a little larger. It's not all that thick, so it doesn't make my phone bulkier. What I then can do is pull on the back of this disc and it will kind of accordion out so that it is about an inch from my phone. This allows me to use it to hold on to when I'm on the phone. I have small hands and I find that it's easy just to hold that instead of wrap my hand around the whole phone case. I tend to hold it so that the pop socket is sort of in the palm of my hand, although some people will slide it so that it fits over their middle and index fingers. I think that's just a personal preference kind of thing. You can also use this little protruding disc as a stand for your phone when it's in landscape. At least with my iPhone 7, I found that it worked better as a stand in landscape mode. It's actually kind of not very useful at all in portrait mode, which is how I first tried it. But 
For landscape, it's great. Some people take two pop sockets, especially when they have larger devices, and they will put them on the back of the device and they'll use it to hold the device. They can also then wrap headphone cords around the two pop sockets to keep the headphones with the unit. Something like this might also be helpful for people with motor or manual dexterity issues who have difficulty grasping a standard large device. The other thing that you can get to go with the pop socket is a mount. And the mount is simply a small plastic disc. It's a little bit bigger than the pop socket and it has ridges so you can just kind of slide the pop socket into it. The mount has adhesive so you stick it somewhere and then when you want to mount the pop socket or kind of dock your phone somewhere, you can put it in this mount. I think the primary way that people are using these is to mount their phone in their car at eye level so they can hear and see what they need to. However, I think there are plenty of other neat uses for this. Maybe you want to charge your phone or your device at home, but you don't have a good place to set it down. You can plug it in, but it maybe means charging it on the floor or something. You could easily put a mount on the wall above the outlet and just mount your device there. If you work out and you have a machine at home, and if you don't want to balance your phone or your device precariously on the machine, you certainly could stick a mount to the machine and just slide your device onto it. As I'm recording, I'm thinking that this would work also for the smaller book readers, like a Victor Reader Stream, BookSense, etc. I did get a mount, and I haven't used it yet, but I think I know where it's going to go, and that is somewhere near my bed. I tend to not listen to the experts, and I do take my iPhone to bed, often to read a book or listen to music as I fall asleep. Then, in the morning, I can't always find my phone easily because it's migrated somewhere or gotten between pillows or, heaven forbid, fallen behind the bed. And so having a place to secure the phone very near the bed so that I could still access the controls of the phone and use it would be a great help. Of course, I would have to remember to actually put it on the mount before I fell asleep. I also heard of another thing that was done with several pop sockets, and that is that someone took a long, narrow piece of wood and stuck several on them, and then they hung that in a bedroom and used it to hang necklaces. So there are lots of uses for these little things, and you can purchase them at local retail stores as well as online. I was going to purchase mine through Amazon, which is my go-to starting place for getting lots of things, and then when I was reading reviews, I saw that there are fakes out there and that they either didn't hold up or the adhesive didn't stick, things like that. So I decided to go directly to the PopSocket website, which is just popsocket.com, and we will have that in the show notes. I could have called as well, but I chose to place my order online. There are lots and lots of pop sockets. The actual disc that pulls out comes in various colors and designs and themes. I just picked one that sounded interesting and went with that. The pop socket itself cost me $10, as did the mount. However, when I spent $20 on the website, which is exactly what I did, I got free shipping. 
This may not be for everyone, but it just seemed like a cool way to more easily hold on to your phone or to mount it somewhere specific if you wanted it to stay put. I was intrigued by all the possible uses and just couldn't resist giving the pop socket a try. That is a really cool concept, and I like the fact that we can get these little affordable devices, and we've really, at least the two that you and I, Lisa, have talked about today are that, and they really can solve really huge problems for not a lot of money, so that can be awesome. Yeah, I mean, I love the idea of putting them on a board and hanging necklaces. I mean, you could do ties. You could put Braille or large print labels above or below on the board to do like, you know, this is what color. Or you could put your label on the pop socket, you know, itself. So that, I don't know, I love things that can do double duty or that do things elegantly. I'm sure that Kim and Chris have as well, but I've received and also bought for myself some goodies over the holidays and I will be demoing a few of those because they kind of fall into that cool and creative category nice that will be fun well thank you for spending your day after new year's with us and listening to this podcast and learning about these cool new gadgets or just ways to make your life a little bit easier and i just wanted to thank everybody and on with the new year happy new year guys happy new year everybody Happy New Year. The preceding podcast is a presentation of Mystic Access, where the magic is in learning. To contact us, please visit www.mysticaccess.com. Call us, 716-543-3323, and press 2 to reach our Mystic Access podcast comment line. Email us at show at mysticaccesspodcast.com and follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash mysticaccess. Would you like to spread the word about our podcasts? Please tell your friends and colleagues to visit us at www.mysticaccesspodcast.com. If you enjoy what you hear on our podcasts, feel free to leave us an iTunes rating and review. We certainly appreciate those. Also, you may feel free to use our podcasts in your own RSS feed. Just be sure that all of our contact information is left intact. Thanks for spreading the word, and thanks for listening. We hope that you have enjoyed this episode.